Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience podcast with Jeanette Blissett. Thought leaders explore the mindset, wellness, and wealth needed to realize next level transformation. Let's get started. So when you combine that with remote viewing, I'm a very good remote viewer because I can tune out what's around me, go into a meditation, come out of the meditation with this level of stillness and peace, and then perform a remote viewing. And my subconscious mind is tuned in and knows exactly what I want to do. Definitely a different world that I'm living in. I know. I have a, a very close friend, Mercedes. This has been actually about two weeks ago. I just called her out of the blue and she was so energetic. She says, I just finished meditating. I could feel the energy come through. Oh. She would always say to me, Jeanette, you must meditate. Jeanette, you must meditate. And I'm like, okay, I'm trying, I'm trying. All these thoughts keep on popping in my head. She said, you must meditate. The thoughts that pop in your head, let them be. Those thoughts that are coming to you is a sign that it's working. You're releasing stress. Meditation does release stress. It helps with high blood pressure. It helps with your overall job performance. But those thoughts, all these thoughts are in my head. Yes, let them be, continue, and they will quieten down. Create a mantra. You can make whatever you want to, just a mantra. It could be, and I'm just making this up, it could be blue car. And you say it over and over, blue car, until it moves you to a deeper level of relaxation. But I still hear little things. I'm thinking about this. I still think about that. Absolutely. Being released. Yeah, that's what happens to me. I'll try to get myself in a meditative state and I'll get there. And then I say, okay. So what we're going to do, talking to myself, we're just going to breathe yeah. in for five or whatever the number is, hold it, release it. And I'm thinking about the breath work, right? And then all of a sudden, boom, something will come in my mind. Embrace it. Embrace whatever comes because that's a part of it that lets you know that it's working. Trust is the number one thing in hypnosis. That's why we interview for an hour and a half before we even start the session, because we need to develop that trust and allow the client to talk about the problem. Don't ever use a pen to take notes while you're talking, ever. Because it divides your attention from what the client is saying. We're taught to just listen and ask questions and just listen. Hypnosis is about visualization. And that's it. The more you visualize, the more you can listen to my voice. And I tell you to experience a beach with blue water and blue skies. When you see that for me and you say, yes, a brand new car, a Mercedes peanut butter interior. You see that? Yes. This is the part of the mind we're working with today. The right side of the brain with the pictures, the memories, the creativity side of the brain. This is a part of the mind we'll be working with today. Left side of the brain is the analytic. I didn't feel like I was hypnotized. I didn't feel anything. No, you're not going to feel anything. It's about being at a deep, peaceful, relaxing state. That is the nutshell of hypnosis, is to be peaceful and be at a relaxing state and answer the questions when I ask you and answer them as honestly as possible. When I ask you to visualize something, visualize it to the best of your ability. Third thing is talk, talk. And before you know it, and you actually may not even realize it, the session is over with, and I press play on the tape. And we've visited two or three different past lives. Now that's quantum healing hypnosis. Clinical hypnosis, uh, it's a little different. I use it as well. One session will not help you. It will not <laughs> help you. It won't cure you. Sorry, Don't let anybody tell you it won't work. Hypnosis, it takes, and there's research out there. Clinical hypnosis takes anywhere between 10 and 12 sessions to remove a habit. 
to move the client away from anxiety, fears, depression, overweight, smoking. You need a, you need a package. <laughs> you need like 12 sessions, consistent hypnotherapy, consistent suggestions for the subconscious mind. And when the subconscious mind can say, oh, Jeanette, you want to stop smoking? Okay, oh, I get it. I will now make some adjustments through your neural pathways. And I'll create new learning, create new neural pathways. And now you're not smoking. But don't ever let a hypnotist tell you, we can get it done in two or three sessions. No, they can't. Not clinical. Now, quantum healing hypnosis, one session. Whoa. One session. And it takes about four and a half hours to complete a session like that versus taking 12, 45-minute sessions. Amazing. That's completely amazing. I'm having the time of my life. I'll tell you what, you shared an experience that you had, and I kind of cracked up because as I was listening to you talk with Tariska, when you told her about the out-of-body experience, the whole time you were talking about it, I said, oh God, I hope he can get back into his body. I hope <laughs> he can get back into his body. And your sister expressed the same thing. <laughs> you know what, Jeanette, when you think about being empowered by consciousness, I wrote this book to demystify spiritual modality, to demystify the phobia of hypnosis seems scary. Hypnosis is only talk therapy. It's not even touch therapy. It's talk therapy. I have a chapter on channeling. I have a channeling is what people do in the church. God, and they screaming and shouting, they are actually in contact. And the experience is so beautiful to them. We think they're yelling and shouting and they're happy. And out-of-body experiences. Wow. I've induced them by myself and I've had them and didn't even know it was going to happen. I popped out of my body and I was on the top corner of the ceiling looking down at me sleep. But I'm not the only one though. When you do your research on this topic, having an out-of-body experience is it's normal. It's natural. But you have to look at the construct of the world we live in. Our government, our educational system, our scientists, they don't want us to know all the beautiful things that the human avatar can. People don't even know this. You can leave your body and move to a different realm and then look at ways to heal your body. You can heal yourself out of the body. You can see the areas in red. You can then apply healing methods to the body. You can leave your body and travel to different dimensions and travel to different parts of the world and travel to different planets and observe them. Why would that be scary? For some people, it's their core beliefs. It's the construct. It's their religion. Religion controls a number of people all across the world. But to be able to have that gift to do these things, you have to wonder who's trying to demonize all the gifts. That's why I wrote the book. It's to these misunderstandings. I've tried them. I've wrote about the history of these events. And then I try to share with people how it would help them. Each one of the modalities I write about. If you leave your body, there's no way that anybody can take your body over. Someone can get in your body. No, this <laughs> avatar is ID for that particular spirit. So that can't happen. Somebody can brainwash you in hypnosis. No. The subconscious mind takes care of you from a zero to seven, and then it receives, and then the conscious mind takes over. No hypnosis in the world can hypnotize you to jump off a building. The subconscious mind protects the human avatar. It allows things to happen, and it doesn't allow things to happen. Even in some sessions, I may ask a question. Can you tell me why Jeanette is in a huge battle with her daughter? Jeanette knows those answers. So can you tell me why, though? The subconscious mind wouldn't give me the answer. Because sometimes 
if it's not good for the avatar, the human, it won't answer certain things. And this is under trans while there's a video camera on you and while there's a tape recorder running and while you are responding to me. When you say that, sometimes you get everything. Sometimes the subconscious mind, which is your spirit, God, whoever, makes the determination what you need to know if it's for the greatest good of all in this particular lifetime. I can appreciate that. There's many notes that I've written to myself. One of the things you wrote about is reducing negativity, creating a vision space, and believing that it's in the present. My grandmother used to say, it's already written. Don't worry, and it's already written. Those are the words that in the Bible, these are the words of Neville Goodert, Dolores Cannon, a number of these top metaphysical researchers that are experiencing manifestation that are giving you tips on how to properly manifest. And there are all these people on YouTube and all these internet sites, they all talk about manifesting and they say the exact same thing. Believe it as it is. You have to visualize being successful, not just because you want to get another car or you need some money. It has to be a part of your aura. We talked about this, Jeanette. Where does this start? You have to have love at the core of it. You have to believe that you're this being of love. All the other things that go on top of it will not work for you if you have a hateful spirit. The spirit has to be pure. The foods that you eat, you have to kind of watch that too because you want this avatar to be clear. When you put a lot of junk and pollute the body, it's harder to channel. It's harder to manifest. It's harder to experience a connection with God. So there's so many ways we can take this conversation. I know we only have an hour, but you can literally take one topic and we can have a whole show, <laughs> an entire show over that. Loving it, loving it though. When you mentioned the book, you know, you have it marked up. I have about three groups that have started book clubs. You can go on my website, jasonmetalot.com. Under the section Empowered by Consciousness, when you scroll down, there's a book club section for people who want to start a book club and use the book. And I do an appearance at the book club when you first start it. And I do another appearance when the book club is over with. Check that out as well. Another thing that we didn't get to, but I'd love to have you back if there's an opportunity later on, is to talk about psychedelics. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The albino strain is the yeah. strain that I tried. It's a strain of mushroom. And there's a book called Be Here Now, which talks about the death of the human ego. I love the book. It talked about being selfless. Stop identifying as the director of operations. And I'm a senior vice president. It's okay to be in that position, but mentally try not to identify with these things, these titles. Remove the human ego and you should have all. So that's the, the core of the book, Be Here Now. He talked about psychedelics and how that helped him. So when I did try the albino mushroom and I did that only for research purposes and to write about it. So I had a monitor in the room with me and I tried the mushroom. So in about 20, 30 minutes, I started to feel something. And then about 35 minutes into it, 37 minutes into it, my body felt like a lawnmower was trying to start. And when you start the lawnmower, it's, I could feel the vibration the same vibration that you feel when your body is about to separate and you're having an out-of-body experience. But this time, the separation was, I was going through some corridor very fast. When I separated, when I was doing the out-of-body experience, it was more, I was popped out of the body, but I couldn't see anything, but I was moving fast. 
And once I stopped, I saw me having a conversation with someone. It was so vivid, Jeanette. And we were talking about something, but my mannerisms and the way I was talking, it just made me sick to my core to express my ego like that. And I just did not like what I saw of myself. And I was able to, when I came out of it, I understood the human ego and how they, the research about the human ego and how it is dangerous. It can be good and bad, but if you don't, the human ego, if the ego and the conscious mind is right here and the subconscious mind is under here, you have to move that down. And that's what I mean. You have to have balance. People always ask, you need to live subconsciously. You can speak subconsciously. What they mean is listen to yourself before you make decisions. Listen to yourself while you're speaking. And that's what living and speaking subconsciously is. Or your conscious mind and your ego will get you in a lot of trouble. That mushroom did that for me. Wow. I've had other people tell me about their experiences. And for some reason, I don't know why they're drawn to me or if it's a coincidence. For some reason, I get into these conversations with people about it at all different ages, 50s, 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds, and they tell me about their experience. So I was talking to this young woman, 28-year-old. She wanted to share the experience and she did. So me and my naivete said to her, after you have the experience, how does that inform your reality? So in other words, after you come out of that experience and you've learned the things that you've learned, everything is brighter, everything is clear, you have clarity. How do you bring that into the present? That's the question. Yeah. Will you bring that into the present? Because the answers were revealed to you. The way you felt was revealed to you. Now, will you transfer that into your present day life, into your present day situation? That is the question. Will you or won't you? And I say that because I have people all the time ask me, will this work? Will this hypnosis work? Sure. If you don't override the programming that I do, if you don't leave my office and go smoke, if you don't leave my office and go get a hamburger, yeah, it'll work. But once you rewrite what I program, the suggestions over and over, every session, the suggestions that are infiltrating the subconscious mind while you're in a deep state of relaxation, the rewiring, the reprogramming, and we're done. If you're depending on the hypnosis, if you're depending on the coaching program that I have on that be the sole thing to help you change, then you're sadly mistaken. You have to work in conjunction with the experience and want to make that change. So after a psychedelic session, I saw that. Yeah, I started watching the way I talk. I started really trying to minimize my ego and I stopped trying to self-identify so much. So that's my response to that. Her response is very similar to your response in that even at that young, tender age of 28, she had enough connectivity with herself. My question was really more of, do you have the power to bring it forward? Are you conscious enough to say, this is what I experienced and this is what I can do with this in the present? She said, that's exactly how she's used the experience. And I thought yes. that was remarkable. I thought that was remarkable. Yeah. So I have a different respect for the mushroom journey, if you will, for many people towards the end of your book, what I liked was all the reference points that you made available. If you really want to do some research, you can Google or you can go to this particular resource to get that information. And another thing that was really helpful is how to contact you, all the ways to contact you. I appreciated that as well, Jason. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you. Come on my show, The Expansion of Consciousness. I have the people on all the time and would love to have you on at some point. Absolutely. Sounds like a master plan to me. Again, thank you.
thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Next Chapter Experience. If you have already subscribed, rated, and left a review, or shared this podcast with a friend, many, many thanks. For questions, comments, or feedback, reach out to me at Jeanette Lissette at nextchapterexperience.com. We'll be back with more conversations, so until then, keep that fire burning.